Hey everyone, today I am joined by guest Jay Yang, who has built over 100,000 followers across his various social media platforms. And he's only 17 years old, and he is one of the smartest social media content creators at this age online. He's probably smarter than a lot of these other content creators too. You'll see what I mean when you watch the episode, so hope you enjoy. Could you introduce yourself? Like, who are you? No one knew who Jay was. What would you tell them? Yeah, I mean... First thing that popped up in my head, I'd say I'm a pretty curious person. Uh, when I was a kid, like my parents used to call me Curious Jay because I was just always asking questions like, why this, why that? Um, but for the people who don't know me, you know, I'm Jay, 17 year old online creator, entrepreneur, um, and building a one person business through self improvement in public. That's super cool. Honestly, I can see why your parents called you Curious Jay because you're constantly like consuming content and then also releasing it back out in a way you could probably say it better than i can but learning in public almost so i can see why people call you that and i can see where that's coming from and it shows like through your own brand so that's pretty cool so what would you say is like the most impressive thing about you most impressive i guess that i'm you know building an audience online like i've built my online audience to like 137,000 people across twitter Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube, um, all while balancing, you know, school, sports, all that kind of thing. That's so cool. And I actually have a question relating to that because a lot of people ask me this when they hear this from me. And it's that like, how do you balance school and, you know, all this, what you're doing online? Um, it's, you know, it's tough. Sometimes I get overwhelmed and, you know, have to, you know, not post for one day or, you know, not hang out with my friends another day. But Really, it's it's like building systems. Like each day, I know what I'm gonna do the next day. Like at night, I'll plan, you know, three priority tasks I want to do the following day, and make sure I knock those out either before school or you know before I go to bed. Run us through like a, a day in the life of Jay. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, to be honest, pretty boring. Um, I wake up at 4 a.m. and just because I have basketball practice at 5. Um, so then, you know, I'll eat breakfast, all that kind of stuff. Go to practice. Basketball practice is from 5 to 7.30. And then shower. And then from 7.45 to 8.15, um, that little gap between when practice ends and when school starts, that's when I'm posting content, engaging with people, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then throughout the day, sometimes I'll have, you know, easier classes and I'll engage more on Twitter, reply to comments, um, you know, batch some tweets for the next week. Um, and then when I get home, it's just homework, you know, sleep and repeat. So this is pretty boring, but it's, it's what get me, gets me through the day. I, I wouldn't call it boring. I would call what gets you results. You know what I mean? You know, the reason I got you on this podcast, like you're one of the first guests, especially for 2023 is, um, the fact that you're so young and you know it's coming from me too but you're younger than me and i just even if you were like the same age as me whatever but the fact that you're only 17 too i want like my audience and the people that watch from your audience and whatever it is i want them to see and learn from people who are our age as well so if you could give us some context on like what got you into business or online branding and building your personal brand and audience building at such a young age i guess it all started you know, during the pandemic, like I started a music uh, YouTube promotion channel and I did that for a few months. Um, and then I posted this one uh, motivational song 
and it, it absolutely blew up. You know, I got over a million views. It skyrocketed my channel to like 5,000 subscribers in like a few days. Um, but, you know, I browsed through the comments and I realized two things. It's like one, a lot of people really do need inspiration and, and a positive message. And two, I can be the person that inspires them. So I started an Instagram page, hence the name Jang Inspires. Um, and I started posting, you know, inspirational quotes, all that kind of stuff. And then slowly I just like iterated towards what I'm doing now. So, you know, went from inspirational quotes to, you know, self-help to, you know, fitness to, you know, reading and um, got an Instagram growth and then found money, Twitter, got marketing, you know, writing, copywriting, now one person businesses. It's just, it's been the whole journey. I love that. And do your parents support what you do? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I'm a really lucky kid. And like my parents are super supportive. Never had any challenges with them. They're always trying to find ways that they can help and support what I'm doing. And they're really supportive overall. That's cool. How about your friends? I mean, most of them kind of generally know that I'm doing something online. They don't know exactly what I'm doing, but, um, you know, jokes here and there, but it's all in good fun. Just like hearing you, you know, speak your story and also like everything that you do online. I just have like the question, like, why do you do what you do? Like, what's the big driving force behind it? Do you have like a big vision? What is your reason? Like, what is the driving force behind what you do? The short answer, it's fun. Like, I'm obsessed with this game. I'm obsessed with chasing my potential and improving myself in public. Um, like, to me, like, you don't really need a huge reason why if it's just, if it makes you happy, if it's fun. And writing online has been the vehicle which allows me to improve myself. Like, I get to, you know, I get to meet you. I get to improve my skills. Um, and, and eventually, you know, I get to get paid to do so. I mean, it's... It's a pretty cool thing to do. I mean, that's that's kind of why I'm doing it. I've had people ask me the same question I just asked you, and I never thought to say it's just fun. That that's such a simple answer, but I agree with you. And I also relate with um what you were saying about how you know writing online is your vehicle to become better. I would say is like one of the easiest ways to like develop yourself because you know, you're doing all this stuff on the side, you're doing basketball, you're doing your academics, you're doing all this. And at the same time, you have to learn how to manage creating content on a daily basis, consuming content in order to create, how to monetize, how to build an audience, how to do all these things. It takes practice and it also you obtain a lot of skills too. It's like, it takes skill to get on this call. The same way it takes skill for me to get on this call and not be a nervous wreck and be able to keep you know, good conversation going for this podcast with the listeners. It takes skill. I remember back in 2019, uh, when I was starting my podcast, it's not the same podcast as this one. I ended up getting rid of it. I tell people never to look it up because it's embarrassing. <laughs> but I, I only started it because I wanted to push myself to be uncomfortable. I hated talking in the front of the camera, like, but I pushed myself and my voice was shaky. And sometimes I still get a shaky voice. I don't know if it happened throughout this call, but I get nervous. I get so nervous but i did it anyway and that's what pushed me to be able to do even video calls and be able to do video podcasts like this be able to be good in front of camera and be a better conversationalist so i would say something just put use a vehicle to become a better person and that vehicle can you know pay you in the future too and i would say that's super important so like me pushing past my limiting beliefs and actually pushing myself to be uncomfortable and finally you know do what i do what would you say is like the biggest limiting belief in our space and how would you overcome that? Or have you overcome that yourself? Um, 
I'd say a pretty big limiting belief that I've had a few questions in my DMs is like, how do you push past imposter syndrome? Like, like why should people listen to me? Like what proof, what credibility do I have? And my answer to that is always like, you can be the guide, not the guru. Like you can, you can chase a goal in public and you can, you can do that and just share what you learn as you are going through and learning it. And you can bring people along with your journey instead of like preaching to the people and, and pretending that you know all this stuff. Um, like a great example, uh, you, I don't know if you know Danny Miranda. Mm -hmm, of course. Yeah, like he's building like the number one podcast in the world and he's doing it in public. He's not pretending to be some kind of expert. He's just chasing a goal, chasing his obsession and bringing people along with him. Yeah, I love Danny Miranda, but his dedication is crazy. That's the kind of dedication that will bring you places and stuff like that. But I like what you said, because I tell this to my students all the time with my coaching program is that, you know, they always I got a question and it was like, should I start a personal brand while building an agency? And my answer is always going to be, yeah, of course. Like, why wouldn't you start a personal brand? I'm not going to tell somebody don't start one. Mm -hmm. But if you can and if you're willing, start one, because the reason is, is like you just like what you said, I'm, I'm not going to repeat it too much. But like I tell my students that no matter who you are, you have something to give and you have whether it's day one of the journey, even though there are people at day thousand of a journey, you can still give your input and people want to hear it. And that's 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 what helps you take the first step. How else are you going to take it? You're not going to wait until you're, you know, a multimillionaire to build your personal brand. You've built an audience, you know, you spoke about how you built an audience of over like 100,000 followers across your platforms. How did you do it? Start with, how did you grow on Twitter? So I've, I have this framework that I've kind of been fleshing out. It's, uh, I call it the growth triangle. Um, and to, you know, to grow on any platform, you need three things. You need an understanding of attention, what, what captures people's attention, you know, why should they click your stuff? Uh, you need great content, right? You need to have the ability to turn visitors into followers and followers into friends and friends into fans. Um, and then distribution, right? It doesn't matter how good your content is. It doesn't matter how well you know people. But if you can't get eyeballs on your content, you won't grow. And so that's the growth triangle right there. Um, and we can start with A, attention. This is understanding psychology, like understanding you know, drive incentive theory, the drive reduction theory, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the life force eight, all of these things, understanding what captures people's attention, why do we do what we do, and how can we use that in our content, in our hooks? Um, and then the second one, content, right? How can you create compelling content that gets people from the hook through the body of your thread and all the way to your, you know, your call to action to, you know, subscribe buy your product whatever and when you can master one of those like you'll grow you can master two of those you'll grow fast but to master all three that's when you really choose that's when you really achieve what i call fast lane growth right when you can capture people's attention bring them down your funnel through content and then get eyeballs onto your content that's when you really grow you like blew my mind. Like <laughs> you really, you have your own frameworks. You're like, you're so cool. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not just saying that, like, that's so cool. But what would you say is like your numbers you're putting out uh, on a daily basis? Like maybe Instagram, Twitter, your email list. Like, what does that look like? Um, I follow a similar framework to um, what I think Justin Welsh put out in a podcast before. 
It's I have this hubs and spoke model where I write a newsletter and that's once per week. And then I'll break that down into two threads. One will be just the actionable part of my newsletter. And two would be the collection of all the tweets that I pull out of out from the newsletter. So I have one newsletter, two threads per week, and then usually one tweet a day. Um, and that those all come from the newsletter. And then the threads get turned into carousels for Instagram, and they also get turned into carousels for LinkedIn. And so that that is how I turn one piece of content and chop it up and distribute it into all these other different platforms. For the people listening and stuff like that, they're going to look at this and say, okay, the 17 year old is creating content. They have this big personal brand, but they want to know how you did it. You know, so let's say a person watching was at zero. They didn't start their personal brand yet, but they want to start this week. What would you tell them to do? First, I would, I would consume intentionally. Like I would consume content intentionally. And every time I'd say, say I'm scrolling Twitter, I'd ask myself, you know, why did that capture my attention? Or like what made me stop scrolling and click that? And throughout the process of consuming, you'll begin to understand the patterns and the and how people get your attention. And then you curate, right? You you take people's the top creators content and you kind of collect it and you curate curate it into like your own swipe file. And then you deconstruct it, right? You know, what what got my attention? Why did I get my attention? How do they flow from each tweet to the next? You know, what kind of call to action are they using? Did it work on me? So you consume intentionally, you curate, and then you create, right? You start writing your own tweets. You use templates, frameworks when you first start to understand how great tweets are structured. And then you can innovate off of that. You can, you know, remove your templates, remove the frameworks, and then, then you can start writing off the top of your head. But consu start consuming intentionally, right? Don't just randomly scroll. But when you scroll, ask yourself, why did that capture my attention? then curate it into a collection where you can start deconstructing them on a deeper level and then start creating. And when I say creating, I mean, don't just like post 10 times a day and do nothing, but yeah, create, but also hustle for distribution, right? When you create great content in the beginning, you won't have any eyeballs on your content. So you need a, you need a vehicle, some way to get people onto your content. And that doesn't mean like just randomly spam your links everywhere, like under people's comments, like do it intelligently, do it strategically. So for example, I just put out a thread the other day of like my top lessons from 2022. If you wrote a piece similar to that, you could say, you know, Hey, you know, I really like that. I wrote something similar. Would you mind checking it out? Like don't just randomly spam links if it's unrelated, but be strategic about how you hustle for that distribution. I love that. And I think that's so important. And I also like like going back is to see and study and take the time to break down and dissect other creators content and why it works. And the thing is, people try to reinvent the wheel. No content online is completely original. There's there's somewhere that you're getting that idea from. And I think that I believe that that no piece of content online is completely original. And the way I look at it is that um, back to the structure thing is if you're studying you know there's no way to reinvent the wheel if you're studying another creator that's how you get ahead i was experimenting with writing more threads and then i ended up just studying the top creators how they write their hooks how they end up you know writing out their whole threads and stuff like that and at the end with the call to action i remember even learning advice that um you know before you even start writing a thread you should know the 
what is the point of the thread? What is the call to action? You should know the call to action before you write the thread. And I think that that's so important. And I feel like that's a really valuable piece of advice that I didn't know before. Just small things like that, that you'll notice, you know, as you study other people's content that you wouldn't notice if you didn't. But yeah, I guess we can talk about like monetization now because we talked about audience building. We spoke about how to like, you know, create content and stuff like that. So how are you planning to monetize your brand? Or if you've already monetized your brand, how are you doing that? Yeah. Um. So the way I look at it is like, there's a creator funnel, right? You have top of the funnel, which is content, your social media audience. Um, you have your middle funnel, which is your newsletter or your private community, your discord or whatever. And then the bottom of the funnel is your, your offer, your products, your services. So I'm at the point where I'm kind of transitioning from building out the top of my funnel to now trying to build out the middle of my funnel. So I'm, you know, double doubling down on my newsletter, trying to make sure I create like the best possible newsletter each week. So word of mouth starts to spread. Um, and then the bottom of my funnel. So I just this morning launched um, a consulting offer where basically I'll help people implement the systems we just talked about, how they can implement the growth triangle, um, how to reach out to bigger creators, how to start creating, how to think about their brand vision and how to strategize a content ecosystem that allows them to do all of that within one hour a day, even if you're busy with you know school, sports, or work. Um, so that's what I just launched this morning is a consulting offer. My plan after that is I'm going to do these consulting calls during my winter break while you know I'm not at school. And then once school starts back up, I'll take I'll notice the common problems between each person, and I'll, I can begin to solve those problems. Right? Okay, so you know, person X and person Y, they both had the problem of, you know, they didn't know what to write about. So, okay, so then I could help solve that problem in a future course is like, okay, how do you ideate? Okay, well, you can look at top performing YouTube videos, you can look at like medium headlines, you can look at Twitter itself, and then that's how you create content. So right now, consulting calls, then deconstruct the common problems, and then I can start building out, um, and productize the knowledge into a digital course. One thing I notice about you and your brand is how structured everything is. Everything that you're saying is like the perfect advice to someone who's just getting started. So just a little fun question, I guess, if you had to make like $100,000 within the next year or year and a half, what would you do? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I would start with the goal, right? $100,000 in the next year. Um, and then I deconstruct it. I break it up into parts. Okay, I need $100,000. How much is that per month? And then, okay, how much that is that per week? How much is that per day? And then, okay, so now I need this amount of much money, this amount of money per day. So how can I get there? I can do freelancing to start, or I could do consulting calls, and I can kind of see common problems. And then I could build a digital course off of that. I could create a paid community off of my newsletter. But it's really about picking seeing the goal and then breaking up into little pieces that you can actually take action on, right because when most people say all right i want to make a hundred thousand dollars online they're like okay okay what's first what do i do all right so it's about breaking up those goals into little steps where you can actually take action on it okay so then the first step would be got to create got to grow the top of the funnel got to get as many as many eyeballs as much distribution and as much traffic into my funnel so they can see the offer right because there's no point having an offer if no one sees it. So even if I'm doing freelancing 
on the side, it's important to build your audience so you don't have to keep chasing clients. You can start attracting them because of your personal brand. So the first step would be build the top of the funnel, right? Create content on social media, learn skills, read books, right? Level up yourself and then start bringing people into your middle funnel. Write a really high quality newsletter and establish authority through the depth of that newsletter and then funnel people down into the bottom part of your funnel. Everything about this whole podcast episode, everything is just structured. It's so practical. And I feel like anyone who's listening to this could find immense value. I like how you brought up freelancing because I feel like freelancing is one of the easiest ways to, and the simplest ways to get started and start making money because all of us have some sort of skill and each of us can go find someone who needs that skill. You know, it doesn't have to be content creation. It doesn't have to be Facebook ads. It could be something simple. You can go on Canva and create a logo and someone will buy it from you. I, did, I literally did that in 2019. But you also talk about like courses and digital products. So what would you say to someone who has the objection? You know, those people who are always like, I don't like the people who sell courses online or the people who have a negative outlook on courses. What would you tell them? What do you think about those type of people? Of course, like the, the goal of course isn't just to make money. The goal of a course is to to teach a skill to to kind of help people behind you do it quicker. Um, I'd say a courses courses are great when you have the knowledge or you're at where people want. You're at the place where people want to go, right? Because a course, all a course is is a transformation of of knowledge or a result, right? You're taking people from point A. You're go, taking them through your curriculum and delivering you know them at point b um so i think like to the people who say you know people who sell online courses it, it's just a scam like you don't understand that it's not it's not paying for the course it's investing in your knowledge so you can do it quicker like sure you can do it online you, i mean you can do it by yourself right like you can figure it out on your own i mean that's what we've been doing but if you want to do it faster all the course is is taking taking the amount of time it'll take you to do it and just shortening it that's one of the things about it is like being able to, you know, buy a course and go through it and you avoid all the little trials and errors, all the time you could have spent, you shorten the learning curve. And that's one of the things that I really was glad I did back when I started. I remember borrowing some money from my parents, promising I'll pay them back. And I ended up just learning everything in the course and it paid, you know, so much more back to me. I'm really happy I invested in my knowledge. And what I like to say too is like, I like to think of it as everyone has something to teach in this world, whether you're going to get in front of one person and just have a phone call with them, or if you're going to productize it and sell it to people because you don't have that much time in the world to give it to anyone who wants it, you know, and let's say someone who wants to sell a cooking course, you're going to call them a scammer if you don't actually follow the recipes, like, come on now. They just want to share the knowledge and if it's on you to buy it and invest in yourself and that's what you wanted what would you say is like the coolest thing about being a content creator coolest thing uh honestly getting getting like amazing like messages from people like just the other day like i got my dms were flooded with people just wishing me merry christmas like that that kind of stuff just like warms my heart um but like getting to meet you, getting to meet other cool creators and online entrepreneurs and founders. Like the coolest thing about being a creator is like you get connected to people that you wouldn't have otherwise connected with. Like two of my good friends, uh, like Saeed and Claudia, like I've met them through Twitter. Like I wouldn't have met them if I wasn't creating content and writing online and attracting the people 
the my tribe to me um and then also getting access to like celebrities like conor mcgregor followed me just randomly on instagram like like those kind of things just serendipitous moments happen because you write online and you attract that kind of luck and that kind of opportunity you said it perfectly there's nothing i can add to that and i wanted to talk about one of the things you preach heavy is drinking water why do you preach that message so heavy hey water water is the elixir of life like like if you're not drinking water you know you got you're gonna you start passing away like so i i preach water because i'm a huge believer in it whenever i drink water like i just have more energy like my, my skin's brighter like i just feel more alive um but like the real reason is you know back in eighth grade um I had like crusty lips and like this girl in my class was like, you know, you're crusty crabs. And so I, I didn't, I, from that day on, you know, I decided, you know, I'm going to drink as much water as possible. Um, and just recently I didn't realize that drinking water or telling people to drink water is like a, like a platitude that these mindset accounts, um, usually preach. But I think it's a great reminder. Like it's like a fun thing at the end, like after a lot of value, it's just like, Hey, don't forget to drink some water. Cause I feel like when we're scrolling online and you know we're we're lost in the Twitter algorithm, we we forget to you know look up and you know drink some water, take care of yourself. Um, so that's kind of why I preach that. I would say it is like a platitude thing, but you have a story behind it, and I like that. That makes you different. So when I see you tweet about drinking water, I know you stand out from the others because you have a story behind it. I think I've tweeted about drinking water too. So, you know, it like, it's important. So how much water do you think like someone should drink on a daily basis? Honestly, it, it depends on, you know, your body weight conditions. But, you know, if you're an athlete, like I drink probably more water than the average person, but it really depends. I like that. It does make you feel better. And it does make, I do notice a difference in my skin and everything like that. So that's why I brought it up. You know, if I really truly believe that this was a useless platitude and stuff like that, I would not have brought it up in this podcast, but I really do think that it's an important message. An objection that a lot of people have is I don't have time to drink so much water. I don't have, I can't find the time. What would you say to them? Every time you pick up your phone, drink a sip of water. Like simple as that. Like if you have time to scroll on TikTok, you have, you have time to drink some water. I also want to talk about how your brand colors they change from blue to purple why the change and what do those colors signify for you yeah um so it started on blue because of instagram um that's just i chose blue because it was it was just the color i thought would best represent my brand but um, when i got on twitter i changed the purple because i realized that not many people had the color purple and i thought purple was a great color to stand out and differentiate from everyone else. So the practical answer is to stand out from everyone else. But, um, you know, I like purple too. Purple's my favorite color. <laughs> I guess we can talk about college now, because I know you had a few questions for me as well. Because first of all, I know that a lot of people watching and listening, once they heard 17-year-old content creator, and, you know, you guys are making money online, are you going to college? You know, how do you guys do in school? They're going to think all that. So tell me what you think about your academic life how are you doing academically you know a lot of people who do this online stuff they're not doing good in school but how are you doing tell me your story i'm doing well in school all a's i think one b like like i take pride in my academics um i know a lot of people like put down like the traditional education system but like 
and they say, you know, math is boring, you know, English is boring. But to me, like, if you have to make or you have to wait for the teacher to get you interested in learning, then you're not going to go very far in life. You have to make yourself interested. You have to learn the skill of making yourself interested in those topics. So, like, take math, for example. Like, math isn't as fun for me, like, but the ability of saying, you know what, I want to do well in this class. So I'm going to, you know, take some time outside of class and I'm going to study math. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go on Khan Academy. I'm going to put some extra hours in so I can improve myself. That skill is what transfers to everything else. Um, so I, I doing well in school. I, I believe in it, but like curious, I mean, you say you're going to college, you're ready. What are your thoughts on school? Yeah, so I always been good in school. And first of all, before I get into that, I want to say something on what you said that the skill of wanting to learn transfers to everything else. And it's the fact that if you, you know, let's say you run away from your academics and you're like, I don't want to learn, I don't want to do this, it's going to transfer over into what you're doing. So, you know, you wanting to run away from a specific class, you wanting to, you know, not learn from a specific class, whatever, it's going to transfer into whatever else you're doing, because that's the standard you're setting for yourself. So I do agree with that. And I think it's so important to understand that. And I do think that a lot of people are, you know, talking down on going to university and going to school and getting your education. But um, yeah, I can tell you, I know, you know, me and Jay had a conversation about this to those listening. We had a conversation about this over Twitter DM about college and everything like that. But my story behind it is I've always been good in school. I've always, you know, my parents are immigrants. My mom is Indian and I'm Indian and, you know, I, when she came to this country, her goal is to have a better life for me, just like any other immigrant parent, right? And so the thing with me is I've always wanted to do good in school because it will, not knowing this directly as a kid, but it will repay my, my mom for like everything she's done, my parents for everything that they've done, you know, coming to this country and trying to build a better life. And I remember I was getting my college acceptance letters and scholarships and my parents were like, you're really just you fulfilled our dream. And that felt so nice. I literally opened one of the colleges that I wanted to go to and I got like th the highest scholarship. And my parents told me, you fulfilled our dream. And the goosebumps I got was insane. Moments like that also mean a lot to me. It, 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 everything is not the internet, you know what I mean? Like I can build this internet stuff, but I wanna live moments like that too. I know college is gonna bring me so much fun too. You know, not just, am I gonna learn and all that sort of stuff, of course. But like the experiences with friends, the people you'll meet, the same way you do it online, you can do it offline. Um, but I've always been good in school. I take AP honors classes. Um, and that's why I was able to get, you know, scholarships and be accepted into a lot of these universities and stuff like that. And I would say, I mean, that's what I would say. That's the reason that I'm still going to, you know, college and stuff like that. And at first, these gurus had me fooled. At first, these gurus told me, don't go to college. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to college. My parents would hate hearing me say that. And even me, I would get anxious because there was like a time limit. I would be like, if I'm not going to college at 18, there's no safety net. Even there's nothing that I'm going to be doing after. So I have to make $100,000 by 18. When you have something pushing you that's more negative and more unhealthy than healthy and it's more toxic than not toxic, it's bad. It's bad, and that's what it felt like. And once I made the decision that I will go to college, it felt better. And I still, you know, can make that money before 18. I can still do everything that I wanna do, except there's nothing unhealthy pushing me, you know? So I do, that's what I think about college. And 
that's the reason I decided I am gonna go. I think that kind of speaks to the person type of person you are. Like, why can't you do both? Why can't you excel in school and do content, right? Like, why can't you go to college and have this, you know, side online business? Um, and I think the people who say like choose one or the other, like, like no, you can do both. Like, you can you can just excel at everything. Like, why not? Um, and uh, another question I'm curious is. Like, did you put that you were in like an online entrepreneur in your like college applications? Like, did you put that, you know, you made $70,000 online or whatever? Yeah. So any opportunity I got, I put my resume and in my resume, I can always show you um, outside of this call. Um, but in my resume, I put that, um, you know, because I've never worked a job before, but I volunteered at places. I have references, stuff like that. So I put those references. I put the volunteer. I put my skills, but I also put work history. I put um, NS Media or, you know, my business name. And I just put like in bullet points what I do. You know, I built a podcast that's top 10% globally. I do this, like, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, and then I submit that resume through the college apps, like the people who allow um, the universities that allow me to do that. I submitted it. Um, and some schools came to my school so we can have like an interview on site and they decided on the spot whether I got accepted or not. And so I told them what I do. Um, and I think I did that for only two colleges though, cause that's where the, those were the ones that came that I wanted to go to, but I was able to tell them and stuff like that as well. Um, but yeah, any opportunity I get, I am going to tell people that that's what I do because the same way someone who's working a part-time job at 17 is going to say, yeah, I do this for my work. The same way I'm going to, you know, tell them what I do. That, that makes complete sense. Um, I'd say another question is, like, what are the top lessons you've learned from, you know, this online game? And, and how do you think that applies to both your future career and, and to life in general? The top lessons that I learned, being able to put yourself in uncomfortable positions, like, and just go through it even though it doesn't feel good in the moment. Because again, like the podcast story is so important to me and I always say it because that's one of the first things that show the kind of person I am, but it also shows the standard I'm setting for myself that no matter what, if you know it's gonna do you good and it's uncomfortable, you need to do it anyway. If I had never started that, I remember I was like, I'm gonna get a microphone, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get that. I never ended up getting it one day. I was like, I saw somebody else do a podcast without a microphone, without all that. And I saw it was possible. I said, forget it. If I don't, if I keep waiting, I'm never going to get a microphone. I'm never going to get any of these stuff. Let me just start now. So I recorded my first podcast episode, just used this phone. And I just started talking like this. And ever since then, it's just, I've been better talking in front of like in Google meetings, in front of people, even at school in person these skills that I've learned, you know, this whole thing I was doing to, during the pandemic, when I went back to school, I was a better communicator. I was better with my social skills. I would say is similar to what you're doing. And it's just learn in public. Like in the beginning, if I had knew, like if I had knew in the beginning to just start learning and then, you know, people want to hear that, I would have did my content a little different, a lot different. I would have did my strategies a lot different, everything like that. That's one of the lessons I learned is that you need to strategically be able to put out content and be able to do that. You can't just like, I mean, you can, and that's how I was able to find success. But the lesson I would give to my 14 year old self is, you know, there are strategies that can get you there faster and smarter. Third lesson just ties in with what we're talking about with college is um, you can do things at the same time. 
you don't need to be uh, a one-trick pony you know what i mean like you can do everything and you know me being so fooled by gurus online telling me you have to just focus on this online stuff i can see you not going to college you know all these older amazing creators got to my head and i was like okay you know they know what they're talking about they're where i want to be but at the same time all of us are unique and different all of us can are going to go different places have different life paths and the thing with me is i've always been good in school so who is this person to tell me that i don't want to go to college and then convince me so something like that where you can do everything you want to do you don't have to be a one thing at a time and i would say um you know you can balance out your life you don't need to have constant you don't need to constantly be within four walls and just constantly be typing and, and studying and doing content and stuff like that you can go out you can have fun you can do these things life is a balance because if you were to die tomorrow are you happy like are you happy with what you're building are you happy with the balance that you had in your life so that's what i would say awesome like i think your first one really hit home like putting yourself in uncomfortable situations like you know just this morning i launched my consulting offer like that was uncomfortable but the process of building that offer and launching it like i've learned more about like offer creation copywriting and like you know sales than from doing this to the past two or three days than reading all these books that i've been reading um and so like constantly putting yourself in positions where you're uncomfortable but yeah it will help you grow in the long term so like there's a visual i made earlier it was like um you know discomfortable now but like growth in the future like comfort now but like you know you're gonna suffer later um it's always about putting yourself in those uncomfortable positions. Um, what are your plans after college? Like, do you plan on keep creating as you go through college and after? Like, what are your plans after that? Yeah, I definitely plan to, you know, continue creating online as I go into college. I guess I haven't thought about my whole thing, like how my life is gonna look so much after college because that's just a very long time. And the way I look at it is that two years max when it comes to my goal setting. Like I can't look past two years, like two years at a time because so much can change in even six months. So like I know this year has been so crazy for me. I've learned so much. I've, you know, I've known more about myself than I've ever known. It's just been such a, a more introspective year than any other year. All these past other years, I was grinding, I was hustling it out, I was creating content, I was making money. This year was so different. And I'm trying to learn how to balance it out going into 2023, but that's a whole different thing. But when I'm going to college, I'm going to college to get my accounting um, master's in accounting. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to work in like accounting as I'm building this online stuff. This online stuff is going to be there always. So as I'm building this online stuff on the side, I'm going to go into accounting. I'm going to um, hustle it out, find internships, meet amazing people um get into the accounting space maybe even find some consulting jobs some like stuff like that instead of just like constantly you know doing accounting build you know because the thing is is like i also told you this if you go to college for like business administration you can't get jobs that are higher than that business administration is like down here while accounting is like up here and you can do business administration if you get a degree in accounting you can do marketing if you get a degree in accounting you can't do marketing if you get a degree in business administration so it's like i want to go for something more specific and then i can go and get another job if i don't want to do accounting i can always do um internships and jobs in consulting maybe i can consult a business team or something like that because i like talking i like 
even though it makes me uncomfortable again this is the thing with me is that i like to i actually enjoy it um i enjoy teaching and stuff like that not that i'm going to be a teacher or anything like that but um I want to go get some internships for a couple years. I want to get a job. And then as I'm building this online stuff again, um, then I want to open up my own accounting firm. And what I'm going to do is just hire some people out from, you know, all those years that I've met with people and stuff like that. I'm going to hire out some accountants um, and I'm just going to oversee the whole thing. Because one thing that I did learn about myself this year is that even my teacher said she saw this in me. She said that you are more of a person who oversees the business than a person who's going to actually do the tasks in the business. And I really, I see that in myself too. I just would rather do that. That's why I like to do a lot of strategizing, planning. I'm more of a paper person. Like even on the computer, I like to plan everything out. I like to strategize. I don't like to like actually be the one who's, you know, going in and I don't know how to explain it, but I would say like doing the actual accounting, sitting there, I take an accounting class. It takes a while to like enter all these numbers. So yeah, I would say that's what my plan is to just get an accounting firm going and, you know, start my own accounting firm um, and just keep this online stuff going. And then eventually just like, you know, have fun experiences with friends, family, the people that I meet, the people that I love, um, just travel the world, stuff like that. Just some fun stuff. Hey, that sounds like an awesome plan. I love what you said earlier is like this past year, you've learned a ton about yourself and like. The greatest thing about creating online, writing online, like I said earlier, is it, it's a vehicle for self-improvement. Like, not only have we learned these, you know, powerful skills like copywriting and like creating online, all that stuff, but we've also learned about ourselves, like as a person. Like, like I know I love outlining ideas and thinking of cool like ideas, but I'm not as much. I don't enjoy as much actually executing that and taking that from. I like taking it from zero to one, but from one to like a hundred, it's like that's when I slowly slow down, you know, that's when I don't enjoy it as much. And so like these kind of things, like I, I've learned that I'm more of a deep thinker. Like I just like conceptualizing and philosophizing about big ideas. Like I have a journal here. I'll just like sketch out like different graphs and methods and frameworks. Like I just love that part of the content creation. Um, and just like learning about things about ourselves. I think that's the best thing about writing online aside from all the other amazing things. I love that. And I think that like other people see in you what it's going to take a while for you to see in you, because I saw that in you before you even said it just now. And like, I've been trying to like verbalize it and tell you throughout this call that you're a very structured person. You seem like you like, like all that sort of stuff and doing what you, you know, exactly what you said. Um, but you know, learning about yourself is a process and journaling has been one of the biggest things for me because every day I'll do like a brain dump I'll do. And sometimes like when I'm having like, um like a day where i just feel like there's something bothering me or you know i'm upset or you know my emotions a lot of things is a lot of a lot of people a lot of especially teenagers and stuff like that they don't know how to express their emotions properly a lot of people all over it doesn't even have to be teenagers actually that's why a lot of people um you know have a lot of problems within their family and there's a lot of you know inflicting pain and trauma and stuff like that and there's a lot of stuff we need to heal within ourselves even the smallest things that could have bothered us from when we were younger that might still sting now and it's like being able to open up my journal and just write why is this bothering me what am i feeling let it all out it just feels so good there's something about writing that i just had such a amazing connection with that's always helped me bring me back to me and what my true self is um 
so yeah i think that that's super important to do a lot of introspection uh i'd say like writing is thinking and so the act of writing your thoughts down is forcing you to simplify like the thoughts you have in your head and like if you're writing an essay right if writing is thinking then then rewriting is rethinking like you you're you're clarifying your thought process by writing um and i also had this theory like kind of thinking about it is like people operate at different levels of awareness like not just like buyer awareness but just like life awareness like like when i first started out like i, I had to watch those motivational videos to like psych me up those eric thomas motivational videos right like um like people operate at different levels of awareness and so like second part of my journey was yeah journaling like i would do like this three by three method where i'd you know write down three gratitudes three intentions and like three wins for the day and i would do that i did that for like eight months like now i don't journal as much but it's because i'm at another level of awareness where i don't need that as much right like now looking at motivational videos i'm like oh wow that's so cliche but at the time i needed it and so both as a person, like understanding what awareness levels you're at and where you need to be next to accelerate your growth. But also when you're creating content, like understanding where your audience's awareness level is at, right? Like I wouldn't like write a thread on like buyer awareness right now. I would write a thread on how to start writing online, right? Because people operate at different awareness levels. And so for your social media content, you want more beginner level content because that's where most people on social media, like 99% of them are beginners. And so that's when your middle of fun, your newsletter, that's when you start writing about deeper topics, deeper insights, and then your products, that's when you give like the real meat, the juice of it. That, but that's actually something so important. Like the amount of value you're giving the audience who's listening to this is gonna be crazy. Like, it's just crazy. Would you have seen yourself in this position three years ago? Absolutely not. Like three years ago, like I think you can tell, like I'm, I'm more of an analytical person, like, I'm not as like, I didn't think I was a creative person three years ago. Like I didn't have social media three years ago. And like, if you were to tell me that I'd be writing online and like making money from doing it, like, I'd be like, you're crazy. Cause like, like I didn't think I was a creative person. Like my brother's more of the creative, like artistic kind of person, but like even an analytical person can write online, share their thoughts, create visuals, like, anyone can create online anyone can write online and that's the that's the power of the internet where people like us 17 year old kids can can do this can build leverage build distribution meet cool people talk about deep topics right all this kind of stuff i love that i would say my sister is the more autistic person too but creativity is a skill and you can definitely develop it and like you said anyone could be a creator online where do you see yourself one year from now and then tell me where you see yourself five years from now one year from now honestly kind of similar like just still writing online still learning growing evolving building cool things meeting cool people just at another stage of awareness right just a little bit more aware of both myself of the journey i'm at and where i'm headed um, but i don't really think about like where I'm going to be five years from now, where am I going to be 10 years from now? Because like you said earlier, like it, it one year can totally change the outlook of your life. So I kind of, instead of thinking of like, where am I going to be five years? It's like, okay, I know I want to do big things, right? I know I want to do amazing things. How can I set myself up? How can I position myself so that no matter where I'm at, I, I'm a build, I'm, I have the ability to take advantage of that, those opportunities. 
And so for me, that's building foundational skills, right? Learning how to write, learning how to learn, learning how to think clearly, think critically, learning how to speak, learning how to sell. Um, so building foundational skills, building my network, right? Meeting new people, learning from people, understanding like psychology of humans, like why do we do what we do? Like all those kind of things, no matter which way I go, college, not college, you know, nine to five, not nine to five, those skills, those foundational skills will compound and transfer to any path I take. I love that. And I guess I didn't ask this question before, but what are you leaning more towards right now? College or not college? Uh, right now, college. Like, okay. I think I think that's probably the path I'm going to do. Because, again, I don't see why I can't go to college and build this online thing. Right? right? Like, I'm doing it in high school and I'm balancing it. I probably won't play any sports in college. So I'll have more free time to, you know, work out and do this online thing and build it and grow it and scale it. I love that. Okay, cool. And you you definitely update me and update your audience on everything like that. I'm going to create a YouTube video. Um, I don't know when I'm going to record it. Maybe if I'm in the mood, maybe after this, but it's going to be about um, why I am going to college and I'm going to release that so that we can like balance against the people who are like, don't go to college. You know what I mean? But before I let you go, like what's one question you wish I asked you and how would you answer it? Uh... That's a great question. A question, I guess, is more of like my deeper into my content systems. Like, like I have this thing called uh, the content content. Sorry, the creativity bank system. And like, I don't have as much time to consume content and learn during the week. So I'll 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 do that more during the weekend. So whenever I come across anything cool during the week. I'll put that into my research bank and that's where I can store articles, videos, threads, podcasts, whatever. I'll throw that into there so I can do that um, during the weekend. When I have a cool, when I learn something cool and I want to share it, that's when I'll go to my thought bank and I'll just jot down whatever thoughts I have. If that actually becomes something I think will be valuable, like I might tweet it out, see what, see the feedback, then I'll put it into my outline bank. I'll start outlining the my newsletter. So I have a few methods for outlining my newsletter. I'll start with what I call the P subs method, where I start with a problem, right? Because every all the writing that you do that you publish should kind of solve a problem, right? So I start with a big problem. Why am I even writing this? And then the solution. What's my solution to the problem? Um, and then I'll go to uh, the U, which would be I forgot what the U was. We'll, we'll go with the B. The B is benefits. Like why, why should they like read what you have to or listen to what you have to say? Um, and then the U is a unique method. So that like just like the P subs method, you want to have like a unique languaging, framing, or naming to it that that differentiates it from everything else, right? Um, and then the other S is steps. What are the actionable steps people can take to solve their problem and achieve? The benefits that you said so i start with the b p subs method and that's just outlining what the newsletter will be about and then i go into my 5a framework which you know a lot of different frameworks i have but the 5a framework is attention agitate a miss angle and answer and so attention i'll probably i usually start with a personal story 
or I'll start with the problem, right? Like I used to do think this, this, and this, you know, whatever, and then agitate. I'll share how things got worse and what happened to me or to someone else or whatever the problem. I'll kind of like stir up why is this an, like a serious problem or an urgent problem. A miss is where I describe a perspective on the topic I see is wrong and why. So like, for example, say I'm going to write a piece on why I'm going to college. So attention would be, I used to think going to college was a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it got to the point where I my grades started plummeting. And then a miss would be most people also see college as a waste of time. And then you go to angle, which is show them the benefits of seeing from your perspective. Um, so, but now I realize that college is a, you know, a viable option and here's why. And then answer, you bring clarity to how they can achieve the positive future in simple steps. So here's how, here's why I'm going to college and here's how to, you know, go to college and break it down into steps. First thing I'm doing, building foundational skills. Second thing I'm doing, learning how to whatever, communicate. And so that's kind of how I outline the newsletter. When it's all like written out, the first draft, um, and then I'll throw it into what I call the ABC editing method, which is A, awesome. Like what's awesome? What did I really like about this piece? B, what's boring? Did I like skip over any lines? Where did my eyes just start like going down the page? And then C, confusing. In the perspective of my audience, what would be confusing, right? Like they haven't read, watched, and listened to everything I've, you know, consumed. So they might not understand concepts I'm talking about. So when I go through the ABC, it's like, you know, what do I really like? What's kind of boring? And then, you know, what should I take out? And then what's confusing? How can I simplify this better? And so that's the kind of process I've been for writing my past few newsletters. Um, it's still pretty early in my newsletter iteration cycle, but that's kind of how I think about writing my newsletter. Sorry. That for was no, I love that. And that was so valuable. I'm I was just thinking the entire time, like, I'm gonna have to go back in this whole podcast episode and just like take notes. Like, this is crazy. Like, I've never actually thought of things like the way you think of it and like you know, formulas and methods and stuff like that. Um, and I think that that's so cool. And I'm definitely gonna like go back in this and like write down all the little, um, the structures that you put together and talked about. So, I, and I'm sure anyone who's listening is gonna do the same thing. Um, but where can people find you on social media if they wanna learn more from you, if they want more of Jay Yang in their life? Yeah, um, I'm at Jay Yang Inspires. So J-A-Y-Y-A-N-G Inspires on any platform, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, even YouTube. Um, and then you'll find my newsletter through my profile, but highly recommend you join the newsletter. Still, it's early. It's gonna, we're going to take over 2023 with that. Um, so, yeah. And if you have anything to plug, like a product service, maybe you're consulting, you can go ahead and do that. Yeah, just launched my consulting offer. I've only launched it this morning to like my private community and stuff, but soon it'll be out to the public um so yeah go ahead check it out i'll break down these methods i've been thinking about in further detail and i'll help you actually implement it into your content systems cool so yeah go ahead and do that and jay if you had the whole world listening to this podcast episode like every single person what do you think the world needs to hear what's your message to them drink more water <laughs> No, I'm just playing. Um, I'd say 
don't underestimate how much one year of focused daily improvement can change your life. Like always keep learning, always keep building and always keep evolving. Like if you do that, like you'll be fine. You'll do well in life. Like you'll achieve fulfillment like that. Awesome. Thank you for joining me, Jay. That's awesome. Thanks for having me, Nitty. That's all for my episode with Jay. I hope you found that valuable and enjoyed it because I sure did. Make sure you subscribe and leave any feedback in the comments or leave a review for my podcast if you'd like. And also make sure you check out all of Jay's links because he has a lot to offer. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys in the next episode.